Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast. We are performing live from the Prior Affair Art Show at the Blackstack Brewery. Thank Woo-hoo! you, everyone, for coming. And, yeah, uh, you're at the Movie Machine Podcast. We create a movie pitch based on a random front from the internet. I am joined by three of the just creme de la creme of the movie industry. Our writer, Tom St., who was the balloon wrangler on It. Uh, our director, Kyle Decker who, on the new Blade Runner, his responsibility was waking up Harrison Ford from his naps between takes. Blade Runner is two words, everyone. Two words. And our producer, Jacob Gulliver, who is the official fan theorist for The Last Jedi. I really enjoyed your Ray's Snoke time travel theory, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Andy Serkis is playing Ryan Johnson, who is playing J.J. Abrams. Right, exactly. Your prompt is, the theme of the story is an epic conspiracy. The main character is a seasoned astronomer. The start of the story is an accident, and the end of the story is a joke. Okay. So, thinking main character, seasoned astronomer, I love the idea of bringing back an alien, not not an alien abduction movie, but maybe just just an alien sci-fi movie. We started a crash in Roswell, New Mexico, and they've called in... Bert Nebula to investigate because obviously you want to have an astronomer investigate extraterrestrial anomalies things. I think we want to, for this one, we want to get down, it, it has to be more than what it seems because it's an epic conspiracy, obviously. What if this is the start to an interstellar war because these aliens are actually benevolent and we've done things like called in the the national guard the armies to 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 destroy or dismantle or study this thing and then we receive they and then the astronomer gets a message from the from this mysterious source that things are about to get really really bad i'm not sure how we're going to end with a joke but it i got that covered just oh, oh just give, give me some characters and material i got this okay so seasoned astronomer obviously we have to have the grad student who's the TA for the astronomy class tag along and, and, and sort of be dragged up into this mystery. Do we need to have a love interest? I, I feel that that's a little overplayed, but maybe like a close friend who, who is in the investigation and can offer some knowledge in, a, in maybe some extra... Maybe he has knowledge on extraterrestrial abductions and, and sort of that kind of history, and that would be really helpful in this. And then obviously we have to have an FBI agent who's just wants this thing gone, wants this thing destroyed, doesn't want to know anything about it, and doesn't really care about the implications of, of this spaceship that's just la- that's land- that's crash-landed on, on Earth and, and what it could mean for the rest of humanity. He's kind of, a, he's kind of a loose cannon, I guess. We need a loose cannon FBI agent. Okay, and do you have a title? No, <laughs> not yet. 
All right, so we're going to go to our director. You've gotten the script for No, Not Yet. What are you going to do to make this into a masterpiece? All right, so, well, I'm going, like, I love, it's going to end with a joke. We're going to play this movie straight, but we're going to cast all comedians in this movie, so people are expecting a joke, but the whole movie just ends. It's going to be a 90-minute-long aristocrat joke, okay? We're going to end the movie where, like, all the aliens fight, and, then so, and one of the actors go, what kind of aliens are those? And I was like, I guess they're the aristocrats. So are we calling it the aristocrats? We're going to build the whole movie up basically to a 90-minute-long shaggy dog aristocrats joke, the whole movie. Our, our main astronomer is going to be played by Kate McKinnon. All right, and her colleague and fellow PhD, like they, they're a team, is gonna be Leslie Jones. We're gonna put the like the SNL team together, and they're, but they're gonna play straight, smart scientists. Her very into this and and studying instead of a grad student who's into us, we're gonna have a crazy pair of like backwoods conspiracy theorists. And they'll live near the observatory. They find a space rock that's a hunk of the spaceship, and they bring it to them. They're kind of backwoods rednecky things, but we're gonna have them played by. Uh, Okay. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are going to play our backwoods redneck conspiracy theorists. And so we're going to have Leslie, Man- Leslie Jones, Leslie Manson, Leslie Jones, Kate McKinnon, uh, Nick Frost, and Simon Pegg to stop the aliens. They get all kinds of hijinks and they have to break in to Area 51 to get the. They're the only, no one in the government believes them about this alien invasion coming, but they know there's a secret weapon in Area 51, so they have to break in, right? And we'll have this weird, like, heist thing where the four of them are working together to break in. And the whole time there's an FBI agent trying to stop them who straight lights, like you said, that character is great, played by Shia LaBeouf. We're going full internet meme with this, right? Shia LaBeouf and his partner is gonna be Keanu Reeves. Like, oh. when I say full internet meme, we're going full internet really meme with the FBI. You say full internet like, we'll meme. even have a scene where something goes wrong, Keanu Reeves, and he will be sad on a bench in the movie. <laughs> right? I already shot it. Like, he's just going to be like, the aliens got away again. And Shia LaBeouf was like, it's okay, man. You can do it. Like, we're going to go full <laughs> internet meme. Just, like, embrace it. But the whole time, the only... All of the comedy will come from Shia LaBeouf and Keanu Reeves, and our four comedians will play it straight the whole time until one of them goes, I guess they're aristocrats, and we're just going to be committed. And so, who knows, this movie may not be the couple, but I think comedians are just going to eat this movie up because it's 90 minutes of pure dedication to a bit and nothing more, and that's what we're going to do. And I'm going to film it very... You know, we'll film it on digital camera to keep costs down. We'll keep minimal minimal effects. We'll just mostly do, we'll do it in a few locations. And we'll do it in a couple old warehouses and old observatories. All right. Yeah. So uh, this movie still doesn't have a title, but we're going to go to our producer. Yeah. Well, you know, as a conspiracy theorist, I do love the mysterious aspect of a movie with no title, but it's not very marketable. We kind of need to sell this to people so they show up in our theaters and buy tickets. So that's, that's something that does need to change. Um, you know, I, I'm digging your whole, like, idea, like, of this, this, this movie. I love the, the conspiratorial aspects. I think we need to go deeper, though. I think what we need to do is this whole, like, alien invasion thing, like, at the end, it's going to turn out the aliens are not aliens. They are robots created by a second race of aliens. And those aliens are creating this, like, <laughs> huge, like, you know, solar system scale simulation of this invasion to see how humans react to it. 
So that's kind of what I'm imagining is this like big thing. And if we can make the the aliens kind of like lizard-like, you know, I a, a lot of people I know in the conspiracy community really like lizard people. So I think that's going to sell really, really big. If you can't tell, my eyes are huge right now. If you're listening at home, just like taking it all in, like, no, I'm not missing anything. That's kind of what I'm imagining for this. I think we need to have like a sense of scale that just gets like bigger and bigger and bigger until like there's no way for it to get bigger. So when it starts out at the beginning, I like that they're just kind of like these, you know, Joe everybody type characters. And as things go on, as they get towards like Area 51, as they get towards discovering the mystery, things should go on to a bigger scale. They should interact with, you know, government officials and military and, you know, secret aliens disguised as humans. And then there's like, you know, big space battle or like invasion sequence. And then, you know, it's revealed at the end, this big turnaround. So that's kind of my, my vision for like the flow of this. I do really want to like keep away from the style of like, you know, the really big blockbuster movies like this because you know, Independence Day was not very good, uh, the second one. Uh, the first one was okay. And the, the other, like, really big invasion movie was Battleship. And no, just no. So we want to stay away from those kind of looks. I want this to be very different. Oh, and Cowboys and Aliens? Ugh. No. So stay, stay away from those looks. Design me something like some new aliens, like... Go see what Guillermo del Toro is doing. See if you can, like, grab one of his, like, leftover things that he rejected from one of his other movies. Take some of those so they're really cool and unique, interesting aliens so that we can have those. And what are you going to get for a budget? I'm going to give you guys, like, a decent budget for, like, a a big big scale movie. I don't want to give you, like, a ton of money. So I'm saying we're going to go 80 million for this bad boy. Okay. And a title, did you say? Oh, that's not my job. You guys got to come up with that. All right, so we're going to take this back to the writer. Uh, this movie still doesn't have a title. And um, so what are you going to do? It's now this big alien invasion simulation aristocrat shaggy dog story joke right. with internet memes. <laughs> Once you peel back the oniony layers, it's beautiful. <laughs> So, I mean, can we call it Beyond the Stars? That seems like a that seems like a blandish title, but it's the first idea. People I've got. might think it's a sequel to Battle Beyond the Star- Stars, the Roger Corman 1981 film. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, there you go. That's. I don't. I don't know if that's a good thing though. <laughs> I love that movie, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> but we could. That could be a great tie-in. Okay. Though. Yeah, that could. We'll work on it. We'll yeah, work on it. Yeah, we'll we'll we'll. It doesn't need to necessarily. I was thinking the Shruggy emoticon as a working title, but that's hard to pronounce. <laughs> in terms of in terms of tweaking the script, I would love to play it completely seriously, but I'm not. Sh- uh, I want to. Uh, I think that the for for that kind of thing to work, I think it has to be one per- one character playing it straight, and everybody else around them is just ridiculous and over the top and crazy, and just it, it. You you need to have that one context character. If everybody's being zany and or or if everybody's just being s- completely serious, I'm not sure how how funny it's going to be at the end. And I just worry that our audience is, is going to be uh, angry that they paid $11 at least to see a 90-minute Shaggy Dog story. So what can we do to at least soften the blow? That's kind of what I'm struggling with here. I got some <laughs> ideas. Oh, I got so many ideas. <laughs> this is but why I love just, working just with get, you. Yeah, just, just give me some characters, some things you want them to do, and I'll make it work. Okay. I make the magic happen. Okay. That's what they call me, Magic Kyle. No one calls me Not really. That. No one calls me that. You're right. Yeah. I wish they did, though. <laughs> you wish. I like the casting choices of Keanu Reeves and... Um, what was the other... Oh, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, beef. 
Oh, could we throw in some amnesia in there somehow with, with the alien robots created by second aliens? The aliens oh, have amnesia? Or, or, giving, or giving the humans selective amnesia so they forget what's happening during the course of the story, and so okay. that's a point of conflict. I got you. All right, I, I'm, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm sympathetic. Excellent. We're mind melding. Uh, we're mind melding. I can't think of that word I'm trying to. All right. Well, I guess we'll just yeah. go to Kyle. All right. So, we still doesn't have I know how to help what both of you have with the Zane. Like, I, I, I see what you're feeding me. So, the way we're going to do this, build this and all, and have more characters and make this a bigger thing and have like an anchor for normal this, this is going to be a, like a found footage mockumentary kind of thing. So, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are going to be our documentarians. Uh-huh. They're going to be, and Simon Pegg, like he does, is going to play the straight man the whole time. The normal everyday man where everything goes crazy around him, like in uh, Shaun of the Dead and everything. He, and he's there to find the truth, darn it. The truth about the alien invasion. And he's interviewing the scientists like, uh, uh, and the FBI agents and all. And sometimes when they work in the amnesia, they forget something come back. I never said that, or they forget things they said. And what we'll do for the building as they go up and meet more government officials and everything, they're going to keep interviewing more. We're just going to get so, as many like stand-up comedians. It's just going to be a cameo palooza. Like everything. <laughs> do you want Donald Glover like, in there? We're gonna, yeah, we'll pull it through Donald Glover. We'll make Christopher Guest like a scientist as well, like <laughs> interviewing him, and he will be like he he will be the whole time. He will be like a someone who's actually dissected aliens who'd be flopping around like alien guts the whole time while talking to him while Christopher Guest does his thing. And it'll just be, it'll be branded as a documentary made by Nick Frost and Simon Pegg's characters mm-hmm. walking you through this invasion the whole time until eventually they score an interview with the aliens and, or robots. What, it, I, whatever. No, it was the, the aliens were robots created by a second Yeah, and they, so they group think they found aliens. the robots. They get an interview, and then the robots hint that, and then they get an interview with the big bad alien. And, it's, it's, and we do that. And here's the kicker, like it'll be fun, is we'll just interview all these people and it'll be Andy Serkis playing all of the aliens and robots in mocap because it's Andy Serkis and that's what he does. He'll play all the aliens and robots because at this point, isn't Andy Serkis everyone in Hollywood? Like, don't they just mocap everyone? Pretty much. And yeah, so, so that'll be in a whole thing and we'll call it uh, uh, Alien Confidential. Alien That's because it's a very documentary <laughs> style title. And that's our film. It's a mockumentary with tons of cameos and comedians and Andy Serkis playing like 30 Everybody. different robots and aliens. <laughs> and we'll keep Shia LaBeouf and Keanu Reeves yeah. as FBI agents. Yeah. All that we said stays. Mm-hmm. And we can keep their budget because they're like, you only have 10 minutes of screen time, so we're going to pay you this. And that will keep the budget down so we can get all those cameos. Right. And is Obviously. it still building up to the aristocrats joke? I, I you know, I, I hear the feedback... I'll, I'll maybe have one of the characters think it's great, and then we'll kind of acknowledge in the documentary that they're lame, and I kind of do that. So I'll still have it in, but it'll be more of an in-joke for me and no one else, so who cares? <laughs> All right, so Jacob, movie now has a title, and you are the last Guardian before this movie goes out. So your title's okay, but here's the thing. The other night, I was in my bathtub, I had the incense going, I was reading some conspiracy manifestos, and I drifted off and dunked my head into the water for a moment, and suddenly the title came to me in this beautiful vision as I awoke startled to find water in my lungs. And that title is Invasion! Exclamation mark. Forever! Exclamation mark. And it must be said in that tone. 
So in all the marketing, that's the way it's going to be. We'll, we'll the, get the, epic the movie trailer guy to read it like that. Exactly. The tie yeah, you want Don LaFontaine's ghost to yeah. read that, obviously. Right. So the the whole thing is to tie into that title, the amnesia that you brought up before. This is perfect. So the amnesia aspect, once we get past that final stage of conspiracy where we know that this is a simulation, we're adding another one. So the aliens have done this before, and they wiped the collective consciousness of humanity and let them start over so they could do well, it Well, that's again. the joke at the end. For there the we other go. Simulation. That's our joke. Exactly. Yeah. So that's like the that's the way that this is built up in this whole thing. It's completely, you know, it's it's layer upon layer upon layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. Yeah. I want to. I'm going to add a final scene in that. A little bit. Two aliens when they see the result in the end of the documentary, it was like Carl. That was terrible. You're right, Steve. And they just hit delete. Right. Reset, and exactly. that's, the, that's the final shot in the movie. Beautiful, it's perfect, it's so great, you guys. Um, the other thing, thank you so much for enlightening me to this other conspiracy. I, I did a little bit of digging, and it's you know, Andy Circus has become the new phoning it in. When actors, you know, can't be bothered to show up on sets these days, Andy Circus just mocaps them. Like he's secretly amassing the wealth of Hollywood. It's it's completely crazy, and I'm so glad you let me know about that. I mean, I'm I'm going to be spending hours on the forums tonight, just just you know, going way way deep into this whole thing. You know, that explains every scene with Superman in Batman versus Superman. Right. I don't, exactly. I, that wasn't Caviezel or whatever his name is. Cavill. Cavill. Henry yeah. Cavill. Whatever. Right. It wasn't him. Exactly. It was Andy Serkis playing Superman. Exactly. Oh man. <laughs> That was right. my head exploding for those listening at home. Absolutely. So, and then, of course, we want to market this. We want to ask, you know, market the comedic aspect of it. You know, we want to bring in people who love comedies, but then, you know, as they go through, they'll enjoy the comedy, but they'll also learn something, you know? They'll get a little something in, in the brain space. Right? The, the producer is suddenly making a tinfoil hat for everybody. Oh, no, no. It's, it's, yeah. This is reinforced, very, very powerful uh, dampening technologies within this hat here. It's not just Reynolds rap. Right, exactly. All right. Tin, tinfoil is, you know, so last century, guys. This, we, we need something more advanced for the, the era of the iPod. So I'm going to... I'm going <laughs> to... We broke the movie. I'm going to take this information put in the movie machine, which sounds like a voice saying just the most outrageous conspiracy theory sentence ever. <laughs> like them putting and, chemicals uh, in the so water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Yeah, this film is uh, kind of crazy. Correct. So, <laughs> so people aren't totally sure what to expect from this movie. I mean, uh, you get the crowd in, you know, who like the, you know, British comedy sort of Simon Pegg duo, but the style of that, they go in there expecting that, and the style is kind of like so bonkers and so non-British comedy-esque for the snooty... C- British comedian connoisseurs and for some reason I think it's because the producer is just was so adamantly posting about how this was actually more of a documentary I know you were throwing in a lot of your actual theories that people were more just confused at this you call them theories but we all really know the truth right so they didn't know if it was a comedy or not this is totally all over the place it it gets Good reviews on, uh, I mean, people watch it on Netflix. Uh, it's a really good stoner movie. So, however, stoners tend not to watch it in theaters as much. So you get your Except audience Except in there. Colorado. Right. Yeah. So in you California. Get, get it from that perspective. But yeah, this, this movie is just unclassifiable, I'd say. But, uh, but did it make money? You're, you're welcome. I created a new genre. Yeah, it made about, I'd say, 20 mil. 
So we had an eighty million dollar budget, so it lost money. Yeah. Or is that is profit margin? Yeah. Okay, I'll take twenty million profit. <laughs> that sounds great. That's not bad. Yeah. The movie machine is being very passive aggressive right now. But if you want to placate it some more, or just call it art and keep it the way it is right now, you can go ahead. Well, I don't necessarily think that a movie that's harder to understand or a movie that's or or a comedy that's that's a little offbeat is necessarily a bad thing i don't want to step on any toes here but i do agree that we maybe should have had the director not work on social media because or the producer not work on social media for this movie because i feel like that that contributed a little bit to to the uh to the confusion of the audience but you know what we could do is maybe 20, 30 years later, this will be showed as a midnight movie in uh, art theaters across the country. So and I'm not necessarily unhappy with this result. Well, that is the result that all movies strive for. A 30-year art show payback. <laughs> a cult following, if you will. It worked for the call it the Rocky Horror Corollary. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's a scientific thing, like the mm-hmm. Rocky Horror Corollary or the RHC. Oh, really? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's, they, they teach it in film school now. Okay. Yeah. It isn't. Gosh, if there's anything else that I change. Uh, I mean, we overworked Andy Circus a lot. I mean, maybe we think we should have him pull back just a little bit. I mean, we almost lost him during filming, so. Eh. <laughs> it's expendable? Is that, is, are you saying that Andy Circus is expendable? I mean, like, I'm pretty sure there's a clone. Is it the real Andy Circus? Oh, God. Don't. Oh God! You're you're just you're ju- you're just putting fuel on the fire over here. And speaking of putting fuel on the fire, are you gonna right, do anything? All right. So I got a solution to our producer's social media thing. We'll blend it in with the marketing. <laughs> so because he thinks it's the age of the iPod, uh, I'm gonna change his Twitter account on all his phones and computers to a parody account as one of the aliens in the world it'll be like whatever and and like when you click on the thing it'll take you to a website the picture so everyone goes everyone thinks it's just this great avant-garde performance art because it obviously is just a marketing ploy all these crazy conspiracy theories and all he's putting on social media and writing is every link takes you to the website and the fandango page to sell tickets so it's obviously just part of the it's guerrilla marketing and we'll just harness it in. We'll let him write whatever he wants about the conspiracy theories, but everything will be linked to like the Fandango page and everything, so it's obviously marketing, right? And then, uh, like, I love the title, and I've actually, the movie did pretty well. I've uh, expanded my career as a real documentarian now. I've made a documentary called uh, Hollywood Alien, and I'm just following the producer on his slow journey to losing his mind. And I do it all with hidden cameras and interviews in his office. He doesn't know I'm recording. As I'm slowly recording this movie producer just going unhinged, and it becomes this huge hit. I take it to fest, and I make it for like 10 grand. Like, it's zero budget. It's just me with him. He's such a fascinating topic. It's just me recording and then talking to his friends from high school and stuff, showing them these films, and they cannot believe. Like, well, he always was weird. Maybe he is an alien. And, like, the question at the end of the documentary is, is Jake? Jacob Gulliver, Hollywood producer, human. And like that's in the documentary becomes this great thing. Like cult fans of our original movie are also fans of the documentary, which takes on its own life. And I'm very happy with this documentary. I got to deal with Netflix. They they paid me like five hundred thousand dollars for it, and I, I couldn't be happier. It's All right. great. Alright, Jacob, your director has turned on you. What are you gonna do? Oh, I think it was exploited, very justified. not turned. You know, I, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life, and I, I really want to just atone for those and 
and show that, you know, these these wild ideas, I mean, they're, they're completely ridiculous, you know? And and there's there's no such thing as, as conspiracies, all these ideas. They're just they're you know none of them are true. That's that's completely crazy. I don't I don't see why there would be any any reason to think that something that could replace a person and take over their life would have any reason to exist. That's completely ridiculous. The you know of course the premise is fiction. There's no reality in there. <laughs> why are you winking? <laughs> I can't control it. You know we. I think we need to tone it back a little bit. We need to just be real careful about this and make sure that we're addressing these topics in a sensitive way. Uh, but we'll, you know, we'll make it, you know, more comedic. We'll make it more, you know, lampoon these outlandish ideas that in no way resemble reality. So we can do that. We will make sure that everything is, is, uh, you know, more normal, more, more marketable, and. Uh, you know, I think I think I'm going to take a a short vacation for a while, and there will, uh, you know, hopefully when I come back, there there will be some some new new things. All right. Okay. okay shut it off. Shut it off. Ready? Okay. So uh, they got to me, guys. We we got to get out of here. I I have to go. I'm so sorry. All right. So I'm gonna put this back in the machine. Uh, wrapping up here, and yeah, you know. It's very clear that it's a lampoon, it's a parody, and, you know, no one takes it seriously. And so then, you know, when things maybe happen that resemble the film, people can be like, oh, it's just like that comedy. And they don't take it seriously at all. You know, it's just a silly premise. A silly, <laughs> silly premise. It, it is. It's yes. a comedy. I mean, that was kind of the point. Yeah. It is a good Comedy. Ha, ha, ha. Why are you winking at the producer? I must go now. I will now read from Guy Fury. He is a man who we end Movie Machine with. We don't know why we do this. We just started. We can't stop. It's like a meat waterfall in Flavortown. Ha, ha. It's funny because Guy Fury's blood was like a meat river in Flavortown. <laughs> what? I didn't say that. Anyway, this was the Movie Machine. Thank you, everyone, for coming. Oh.